Gather round a cauldron of piss. Stare straight in its bubbling abyss. The vapors form figures both strange and tragic, rude tales of magic. All right, piss pigs, it's rude. <laughs> Talks Jesus. of chatting, <laughs> the only show on our Patreon. Uh, no, there's so many. There's yeah. others. There's others. Uh, it's the only one you're listening to right now. Hello, uh, my name's Branson Reese. I'm the DM of Rude Tales of Magic. To my left, as always, is me. I couldn't remember what side was left. I'm Carly. I'm Allie Fisher. I'm Chris Hastings. They call me Joe Lepore. I'm Tim Platt. And and like, Whoa, what? <laughs> what? Nothing. I just, I thought you I've never heard you say your Where the hell is Tim Bebe Platata? Oh, yeah. so, so Tim Platt is my stage name. Okay. My okay. true name is Tim Bebe Platata, but I do consider this sort of podcast the stage. Would you, would you all disagree? <laughs> this is going to go into like the trivia of the Wikipedia <laughs> for you. I hope so. Yeah, my real name is uh, Timmy Patata. And on, out here on the ones and twos, <laughs> baseball's bad boy, ah. Taylor Moore. <laughs> the Tycom of Rude Tales of Magic. Oh, Jesus. Yeah, no, you're not. No. I'm racist, but I got an award named after me. Y'all, this is the first uh, Rude Talks with all of us here in a long time. I yeah. Know. We look so good. Finally, we can bear some harsh truths. Yeah. We were we were gonna record another actual game tonight, but there's an event going on upstairs, which I'm sure our listeners will notice. It's for watches, and I gotta say, stop buying watches because in this way, this at is least. what we get. <laughs> the, the floor <laughs> in the sound booth is vibrating. Yeah, who's buying? Like, it's a watch party, but like not a. Yeah. I mean, watch, 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 watches are fashion brands, you know. And yeah. It's like it's so we, they it is an, fashion week, it, right? I think it just it's just oh, right. that's right. It's fashion week, and, and that's they have an event budget. About. Okay, you yeah, know. Yeah. Yep. Gotta For spend watch. it. Spend I don't it. get it. Spend it in Q1. Use your phone. <laughs> you know, I mean, I, that's I'm how I feel. I don't, I just, something I don't understand. I have I a yeah. watch and it's a source of embarrassment for me because when I look at it, I forget <laughs> what time it is and then I have to look at it again. And it says Ross Perot, 96. <laughs> I, I have a friend who's a, who's a right <laughs> twice a day. I think we all agree that the Perot 96 campaign was just better executed than the Perot 92 yes. campaign. Even yes. though oh he got gosh. fewer votes. <laughs> Um, I think he heard his message. Yeah. So I have a friend who's a painter, and his big idea Whoa. was to uh, <laughs> was to make huge paintings of luxury watches because he was like, no one wears watches but rich people, and rich people <laughs> love to have rich Art. stuff on their wall. Yeah. So rich people will pay for these huge paintings. So he had that's, a huge that's series. A that's like, you know, beautiful, was, was he that's right? a beautiful mind of a no, child. He was, but he never went as hard as I think he. Uh, his yeah. idea was really good, and then like, every is, time I bring it up, I'm like, he I just think, yeah. didn't follow through. I don't think anybody ever like went broke. Underestimating a poor, uh, a rich person's taste. That's why I was like, "Oh, you're so." I just thought it was such a good idea. It's true. He's like, "Watch executives need to have paintings too." And I was like, yeah. "That's My man. true." But he that should have just true. like painted over vintage cars or something. Like painted mm, a vintage watches car on cars on a vintage car. Has That'd he be heard cool. of Salvador right? Dali? Because that guy did some weird stuff with, with watches. watches. Yeah. Oh, mm, yes. Yeah. Like candles on a birthday. Did cake. he? Were the were the watches painted sort of like? In a void, or were they like watches on a wrist? Sort of in a void. <laughs> All right, our first question tonight <laughs> comes hair. from Sean or Steampunk Freak on the Discord. Sean's a bear of the Black Grail. Cheers. Cheers. Hello. Sean asks, "What is Bellows Druid Circle?" I think we know everyone else at this point, but I'd love to know what he chose. Assuming it's not a spoiler for things to come. 
Joe? You did. You did. Um, it's chosen, and I think I've used some skills that reference it on the podcast. Um, I'm not. I'm forgetting the exact name of it, but basically, um, Bello is. Uh, it's the it's the fairy circle. Bello Bello has received the blessing of the fair God. folk. I love. Of that. course um, he has. Yeah. They're like he's so hot. Yeah. Is that is that a? <laughs> Does he call him? <laughs> Is that a canon Wizards of the Coast circle, or is that yeah. a, hum- a homebrew? No, that's a that's one of their I think extended circles. Yeah, I think it started as uh, Unearthed Arcana, but I think it's in it's it's made it into a book now. Ooh, la la la! Is does he call fairies <laughs> little dudes? I'm sure he does. Yeah. I'm sure he does. Oh. I love that there are. Well, it seems like Bella's not here tonight. Joel would merely be taking messages. <laughs> <laughs> you could. Uh, let's we got the Ouija board out. Let's, let's just say I'm in touch with Bello. Okay. <laughs> Bello is Joe, not here. Joe, Joe, listen. What? I need pictures of Bello on my desk tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> He's a menace. <laughs> Spider Man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh oh, y'all. Fuck, Alice. Yeah, that Allie, is what I'm talking about. He's on. Allie's dad. Fuck yes, Ali. That is exactly what I'm talking about this right now. Maybe this is just me, but like, did you guys ever feel like J. Jonas Jameson was like, maybe like a little too much into Spider Man? No, we're too like far a, from me now. I like don't know romantically? I don't know. I don't know. He just really wants those pictures. Mm, on his desk. Yeah. yeah. Oh, you mean like erotic? Yeah, that's what we're saying. Yep. Oh. Yeah. Whoa, nudes? <laughs> Get me those like spider nudes. <laughs> um, fun fact: Bello became a Spider-Man in this episode. That's a really good. I thought we were dead in the water there. Really good. I was closing my eyes. Y'all. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. But yes, I mean, so Bello is. I I Bello has a spell where he like. Bello. Yeah, he like <laughs> he like receives. Allie, Allie, whoa! What, what, what the fuck? She's wearing hot. a solid Sorry. gold suit. <laughs> <laughs> Why, where did you get a handheld SM58 microphone? <laughs> Why are you swinging it around like Eddie Murphy in Raw? Every, every one of these lines, Allie has taken a drag off a cigarette <laughs> and then flicked it into the corner of the recording booth, and then she just did it again on this yeah. next line with the room new is on cigarette. Fire. <laughs> I, I know Taylor's cut them, but she keeps shouting, I ain't scared. <laughs> That's true. Taylor, stop cutting. I can't. I'm, I'm an editor. It's what I do. Um, but Bello has a healing spell called the Balm of Summer Court where he receives uh, he receives healing energies from, um, you know, the, the mystical land of the fairies. Um, there could be a story hook there of why these... Uh, fairies have chosen to bless a demon with magical powers, and will we get there? Who knows? Probably uh, not. I'm gonna say Albie finds that very alluring. It's what I've like now have. It's so uh, ingrained in me that Albie has to react to these mm. things that now when I hear stuff, I'm like, Summer Court, oh, <laughs> like the bomb of Summer Court. Oh my god. Yeah. Ooh, <laughs> like, next question from an elf lord. Everybody, hail Mags. Mags. Hell! Chase Ortiz or Mags in the Discord asks, oh, we got a series of questions here. Probably the last week I'm going to let people submit a series of questions, but you know what? I love to see everybody running with it. Here we go. Mags asks, 
Two questions, both for everyone's, oh, this is for me, everyone's favorite editor, Taylor. Firstly, are multiple questions that... (laughs) 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 Are multiple questions... You gotta laugh, folks. Firstly, are multiple questions at once still chill? Right now? Yeah, baby. Let it get him in here. I w- Austin Powers. It doesn't sound like anybody's being chill about it. Yeah, uh, Max, Chase, are you asking me questions about the question format for the asking of questions? Super meta. Buddy. Okay. <laughs> okay. Let's just cut to the meat here. Um, oh, the description for the most recent episode, episode 10, mentioned that Ben Kling was brought on board to provide additional music. What were his contributions and what can we expect to hear from him in the future? Well, I don't want to tip our hand too much because the next thing you'll hear from him is one of my favorite things we've ever done on the show. Yeah. Mm. And I don't want to spoil any a moment uh, any even an idea of what it is until you experience it yeah and i think for that reason i'm not going to tell you what his contribution was in episode 10 if you listen very carefully to the episode you should be able to figure it out very smart listeners should be able to figure out what ben is responsible for but i'm not going to mention anything else about him until after episode and smart ones might miss it too don't worry no uh, oh, well, <laughs> Taylor. But no dumb ones will get it. No Taylor, dumb th- ones will get it. This feels like a real Rude Tales of Magic. Uh, what's that sound crossover? Well, what's that sound is dead. And so it's a crossover <laughs> with hell. That, that's just Rude Tales. <laughs> For Branson. Hey. Right, hey. A recurring element within the show is that combat is very rarely resolved traditionally, yeah. with one side reducing the other to zero hit points. Mm-hmm. Uh, how purposeful is that and does it play into your larger DMing philosophy? I like this question. Mm. Oh, uh, do I though? It's a, uh, <laughs> it, it's just a big question because it, it's my DM philosophy. Let me think. Uh, yeah, I guess it does tie into my, uh, my larger DM philosophy of like a creative solution is superior to me than the right solution. Um, and I love that's why I like I like this uh, this group is like I will I'm not I'm, we're at a point in the show now where I'm comfortable throwing a problem at them that I'm like there is a right problem there is a right answer to this problem because I know we'll never in a million years get to that <laughs> answer and we'll do something else and then it is um, you know it's like for the however many hours of prep I do for every episode by the end of it it's like every the show lies in like smoldering ruin at the end of every (laughs) which is good that's where it should be because then you know you take those pieces and you rebuild from there and it's like so you're creating a show with each other instead of just like shouting at your players of like here's a world I set up for you while you were doing something else Um, but I think uh, as to your question of like combat rarely resolving i think when i listen to other shows or when i even play D, like combat is the least interesting part of it to me if you like it that rules but i i don't dislike it it's just like the part of the show that is like has the least to offer me so when i run combat or when i'm engaged in combat i am way more interested in like well well you know actually what happened was you talked that guy down like he just doesn't seem angry anymore or like you tricked him or you answered something I wasn't expecting or like you humiliated this guy and now he wants to run away rather than <laughs> or fight you. Or you married him. Yeah, you married. That happens to live shows all the time. Or like the, if you listen to the live show, it's like you converted a Leviathan to Catholicism. Yeah, he And now the entire sea is holy water. I love that. Uh, which someone in the Discord went through the rules and like that 
that shouldn't have worked, which is why the rules are flawed, I think. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the oh, yeah, the official, the official, or? no, it was the official rules on how um, a, a Dungeons and Dragons cleric can make holy water. Yeah, but ca- oh, there's, they're not, boo. they don't know Catholicism. Yeah, exactly. Like, almost... those are clerics that worship gods that aren't, you know, Yahweh. Real, like the Catholic god who can yeah. do that at whatever speed he chooses. Right. Um, he is chosen. Yeah, so that, I don't know, I hope that answers your question uh, to your liking. <laughs> I also, I also think, well, a couple, well, from as from a player perspective, you know, I, the content of the show has been like, you know, Bello and Albie and Cordelia's like entire experience as like adventurers, and I think Albie and Bello have already had a conflict over like, you know, when to kill a monster and when not to kill a monster. I don't think so. I think it's not like totally in our like ca- to like play our characters true to like just. Slaughter things. Just slaughter things. Yeah, yeah I, agree. I agree. I do. I don't know if this is my DM th- philosophy, but it's like, I do think killing somebody fucking sucks and like should yeah. be a last resort. Uh, yeah, and it's also like, you know, if every encounter ended with us, you know, beheading a bunch of goblins, you know, narratively, nothing would sort of carry over because every problem would be solved with a death. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Wow, yeah. Uh, you know, I, I've talked about it on the show before, but like a, a revelatory moment about this kind of show came to me when I heard an interview with Griffin McElroy talking about how he edited the first arc of uh, the Adventure Zone. A bearer of the Black Rail. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Cheers. Griffin. Thank you. Cheers. Um, could probably afford that L4 too. Yeah, but Jesus, I know that dude. it's closed right now because we're full, so give it time. Hello. Uh, <laughs> um, could probably afford that leap tier. <laughs> yeah, right, right. Uh, uh, he was like, oh, yeah, we just. I would edit out whole encounters, mm. like whole combat encounters edited out. And it's like, oh, wow, yeah, okay, that makes sense. Because the really, unless there's a plot element, they're pointless. And also, the D&D-style combat, it takes a lot of work to get that style of combat that might be fun at the table to translate into fun for the listeners. Yeah. Uh, and, yeah, I think we discovered it early on, Branson. We talked about it a lot, that, like, some of the the stuff that we were most excited about was the combat and then in the editing room and final product, it gets cut down so much that like, it's not as fun as like a, a meaningful conversation. Didn't you guys fight something in the sewer and that was completely cut? That was completely yeah. Yeah. Oh the yeah, lizard. there's a, there you go. like a, a lizard, lizard fight. Yeah. I mean, th- this is just a more elegant way of saying lizard. what I already said, but like, there's a reason why the Joker goes to Arkham when Batman catches him and he doesn't <laughs> die because you want to see the Joker again. Yeah. Yeah. Cause he's right. Yeah, Joker Joker is right. Joker's right. Yeah. All right, for the nastiest boys in the biz, Chris and Tim. <laughs> oh. oh, the character oh. development. This is this is still Chase. This is still Max. Finally, the, the character <laughs> development for both Stirfry and DeBonesby as individuals and within their dynamic has been absolutely phenomenal these past few episodes. Mm-hmm. Was this a predetermined outcome you two had discussed during character creation? A natural evolution of how you two interpreted your characters, or something in between? Uh, thank you. Yeah, thank you. Uh, in between, I think. Um, Tim, you want to go first? Sure. Yeah, um, I, I mean, I think I definitely. I I think I. So in playing this character and playing the relation, it was really fun to jump into this game by having a very clear relationship with 
Chris's character and a really clear, clear status relationship, and it sort of made it easier for me to sort of jump off uh, to interact with other characters, sort of knowing I already already had a home to be this subservient dude to Chris. And, and we did talk about that before starting. We we yeah. determined our characters' relationship to each other. But I think around maybe I don't know. I want to say maybe episode four or five. Or, you know, actually, I think it was in episode five. Um, I think it was in episode five when there was when Stir Fry realized that no one liked him. Mm. I think that was when <laughs> I knew that I wanted to play find a way away from the Bonesby, and I I think I was sort of looking for little spaces for that, or that was. And I think I even said that to Branson at some point that like I had the there had to be some sort of I I was looking for a room where that relationship could break apart because it felt just felt like we had yeah. we we needed it to, especially. I think Cordelia and Stirfry had a bit of relationship to that. Also, made mm-hmm. me feel like there was a different direction I could go in. And then, but then, what re- also what really happened was that when we were split apart, which was Chris's, you know, Chris's move to leave, and then the next episode was just with um, Bello and Albie and Stirfry, uh, the big hole boys, the big hole bo- <laughs> big hole boys. Um, I think it was I forget which one of you it was, but one of you was like Stirfry, you're acting differently. It was Bello. Um, it was Bella then, and it was, uh, and that made me. That, that, was, ga- or, that was organic. That was very organic because yeah. I don't, I didn't think I was acting differently, but then like my voice was, that my attitude was, um, and so once Chris, once Bello said that, uh, that's when I was like, oh, okay, so that's now we're on that track right now, um, and then it was just sort of following what was hope happening, and then uh, before this episode that we just recorded. Branson, I mean, you you said to me, "Hey Tim, like, remember the space you were in in that episode going into this?" And that was sort of our, all, all you said. Yeah, I mean, that's just like a mechanical thing of like we yeah. sometimes go two or three weeks in between recording episodes, and it'll be like, yeah, but the characters they've been through like thirty seconds, so like I just need to remind you guys sometimes of where we were. Yeah, that's just like a, yeah, yeah. Um, but but yeah, so it's I, I basically I had sort of an idea that this is where I wanted to happen, and then a few organic things just sort of put it into place. But I also knew, like, these characters have to change, and so I was hoping... This is the yeah. easiest way for us to make a change, is to break us apart. Totally. Um, and, uh, yeah, but I don't think we talked about it, to, that you no, were doing it. And then, And similarly, I knew that DeBonesby had to have some sort of character arc. I didn't know what, and I was just looking for whatever opportunity that might be that came along, and... Uh, you know, Branson uh, provided the the lowest depths of him in that dungeon for him to have a turning point. I was like, all right, we'll run with this, and uh, then you're very welcome. Yeah, <laughs> and then we'll see. Like, I'm in the midst of you know, I don't want to spoil anything, but like, I am now currently in the midst of like playing him, um, still being true to himself, but having like very slight modifications to his behavior to keep that realistic. Like, he's not like. He's not a, you know, he's not born again at this point. <laughs> you know, he's still himself, but like, he, there are little moments of generosity that he might show, like slight moments where he just acknowledge another person's existence. You know, what's <laughs> uh, well, yeah. how like real growth works? Sure, it's not yeah. like three ghosts and then suddenly you're nice to a kid. Like. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, that can't happen though. Yeah, Joe, we know. That's true. We know what happened to you, Joe. We know, Joe. <laughs> but um, I used to be a miser. 
Now, <laughs> all, now all you eat are goose. <laughs> the goose as big as me? You <laughs> eat our goose. <laughs> nice. Got him. Got him. Fucking, got fucking drag you. I, but also, I do want to say that... that all right. Next question from... <laughs> okay. <laughs> Wait, no, I want to hear it. We got 18 more of okay, these. Okay, let's, let's keep going. Let's keep going. Adventure Biscuit, <laughs> also known as Ryan Simone. Hail, Elmore. Ryan says, I, right, uh, uh, Ryan says, this episode started getting into some real shit. Some conflicts and tensions between party members and some events that really shone a light on different characters. Was this shift in vibe the result of improv or was it a little bit more considered? And how do y'all feel about it? Uh, happy with how the characters are being formed throughout these episodes? And since we just heard from DeBonesby and Stir Fry, I would love to hear about um, uh, <laughs> uh, uh, Albie and uh, Cordelia and what happened with them, especially at the end. That sucked. I felt, I was genuinely um, sad. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was, impro- so it was improvised. It was completely improvised. I was surprised by it. Mm-hmm. Um, I think like Albie was very surprised by it. She was like, "Oh, I like came to save you, and now we're gonna go back to what we were doing, which is going to save my parents." And like listening back, I think Cordelia had like some really fair points actually. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I could like couldn't hear it during the episode. I was just like totally floored and like felt really like you know in character felt really hurt by this. Yeah. And like kind of couldn't deal. It was it was very in the moment. Um, I can't remember when it was, but we might have done like a rude talks of chatting about the Kevin episode. No, it would have been, it wouldn't have been at the same time. Right. But I remember having the thought that like, like at some point between episodes, um, thinking about how Cordelia should now be aware that Albie has like, like almost killed herself with Kevin and like is, is pushing in a direction very hard for, like potentially hurting herself and I think I I don't know it's just I had that's I was sort of thinking about that and then this was the same thing where like in the moment I was like this is exactly the type of like rushing into danger immediately yeah. thing no, that, that was smart and that was smart I didn't yeah yeah and I just so I don't know um and also like it's like just a scary experience the prison and the yeah. life thing and I was like I think this makes sense. And it's but. probably also the most time they'd spent away from each, apart from each other since start, like, since finding each other. Yeah, yeah, Which probably, sure. like, strained them in, in different ways. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think it felt really honest. For sure. Um, but... Yeah, I just wanted to crawl into Allie's pocket afterwards. <laughs> uh. <laughs> I'd let you, my pockets are just, yeah. you know, normal size. Yeah, they're normal size, and I'm a big old woman. <laughs> Full size. Full size uh, woman. Joe, what about uh, Bella's revelation that Stir Fry only oh. likes him because he's hot? <laughs> Was that. Purely a physical friendship. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you don't see those often. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I think it's uh, great. I don't know. I, I, think think, I, just, I thought it felt like it was just like a dumb person having like just lashing out like mm-hmm. in a moment of stress. Uh, it's definitely a little bit of that. But also I think like in the previous episode, start, you know, I guess going well, maybe going back to like the Jerry Mental Gin episode, like we started to see sort of the development of a Bellow Stir Fry friendship. Yeah. Um, and... Yeah, so we're gonna. So I think we're gonna explore those highs and lows. 
Bella, Bella Wallace. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Stay Stay tuned. Tuned. <laughs> That was almost the name of the show. Exploring highs and lows. <laughs> I feel like he wants he wants bros around him. I feel like Bella, yeah. Bella really needs a, like a group, a fraternity. Yeah. yeah, it did feel like I don't know. Not that this is a appropriate metaphor, but it there's like a lot of stress in this episode. Like I feel like you could feel all of the characters Mm -hmm. experiencing a significant amount of stress because there's like tight time constraints you found out about the witch hunter being incredibly powerful yeah or like you realized you know uh that your character knew that um and like really horrible things were happening Mm. so i feel like i don't know a lot of stress has put put people in (laughs) haven't thought about the uh the witch hunters since that episode yeah yeah, (laughs) also i'll say that like they won't won't show (laughs) up she she hadn't forgotten about you part of it is also on bella's part probably some misdirected anger because i don't think stir fry is the only character that objectifies bella (gasps) oh look at you freddy careful careful (laughs) careful we don't want to i'm just saying i'm just saying I just want to get Carly, a, one, <laughs> one little peek at that blue peen. Who said it's blue? I'm just saying. Oh. I'm just saying. Oh, uh, you only tantalize me further. The, does, the cur- does the curtain match the chimneys? <laughs> uh, what? what? The horns? The horns. Yeah. Yeah. I, got, I got it. Yeah, yeah, you want to know about his curtains and his horns. <laughs> curtains be like his hair? His <laughs> 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 You got a bright red dog dick. Tiefling, tieflings have j- <laughs> <laughs> and It's really like a lipstick, you know. It's, what it's what is a foreskin but a genital curtain? What is it? Oh, yeah, I right. still don't know. Literally, literally no one is sure. Or how to clean one. All right, next one. Next question is... Uh, is oh, Bellow Cut. Hail, um, hail Elf Lord Toya. Hail. hail. All right, Toya asks... Uh, uh, hi, my name is. T- We're gonna skip that part. Uh, dear Branson. Oh, hello. Do you dear. Ever, hi. Do you ever come up with the horror elements of the show in an effort to deliberately fuck with your friends, like how Poopus was an a, was an effort to fuck with Allie? <laughs> Conversely, do you ever give your friends any trigger warnings, or do you let your brain just vomit? Do you let your brain vomit spew indiscriminately, and if someone unfriends you later, so be it. Uh, <laughs> no, I, I think I, I like where your where your head's at on this one, and you've correctly surmised that like I could be a better friend. No, <laughs> no. I you're saying no, you couldn't be. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm at my ceiling. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's no, you true. Che- you check in all the time. I do, yeah, and they do yes, get cut from the good. episode. There was one I remember in this of like. Al, st- the Cordelia says like this is my nightmare, yes. and I got confused and thought Allie was saying that. And yep, I like right. hit the brakes on the episode, mm-hmm. like a real like a second coming a of Christ. Yeah, <laughs> like Jesus. I like really I came down off the cross and I like I halted the whole episode <laughs> and it got cut and now nobody knows what a saint I am. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, you didn't even say anything. You just sort of looked at me and you did a little like everything okay face. Yeah. And then I was like, what's happening? <laughs> oh, yeah, the real thing I did isn't very funny. I just <laughs> checked it with a friend. But, uh, um, yeah, no, I'll, I will. I didn't check. I gave them a little warning with Kevin. I was yeah. like, something's coming. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You were yeah. Like, yeah. yeah this is going to be a little different. It's getting real tonight. I don't think I warned them about the lice monster because no. I got to say, I don't think it's a big deal. No, I don't think it was a big deal. I have a question. Yeah. 
how did you did you have any intentions for how things were going to go with that lice monster? At this point in the show, I had already learned better of that like the <laughs> best laid plans. You just thought you like, just said introduce it and see what happens. Exactly. Yeah, okay. and I had thought so. Uh, one oh. thing didn't happen. That we keep calling it a monster, but. It's just a colony of intelligent lice. That's true. <laughs> I, yeah, no, I'm sure. This is yeah. Normal. It sounds like someone's bringing some biases to the word monster. But. Mm. <laughs> uh, monster does <laughs> have a connotation. <laughs> and yeah, Jesus. She just threw the mic in the air and cut it. <laughs> Allie just uh, threw another cigarette into the corner of the room. <laughs> Allie ain't scared. Uh, Put him out first, please. No. The, the uh, Legion. I didn't have a name for Legion. Uh, that was a Chris name or. The Bonesby named De- Legion. The Bonesby is really pulling a lot of biblical shit as we go. I gotta say, yeah, it's I'm He's like, clearly read I, the Bible. I, I, I am like, I am <laughs> pulling so much from my Catholic like high school education, putting into him. That feels clearly yeah. has an idea though. of like a guy who is Arist, you know, he was rich and medieval. I just think associated with the church somehow. I think that's completely valid. Um, there is a Cordelian pantheon that we've basically never talked about on the show, yeah. but they do exist. Uh, but so Legion, Legion. Um, all I had for Legion was I was like, hmm, the Bonesby's got no clothes huh. and no skin. What if I give him a, a skin suit? But what if uh. there's like a little something more in there? He didn't put the skin suit <laughs> oh, on, I which see. I did think might happen. But what you did do that I was like. This would be cool if you did it. You dropped down to be a pile of skeleton bones Ugh. as disguise. Thank you. And I, re-listening so to the episode, I meant to say that it didn't matter. It worked anyway. But I meant to say that you could add your intelligence modifier to the disguise because it was like a smart trick. Oh, okay. You did. Did Wait, I say that? You, yeah. you had a roll yeah. with advantage. Oh, I no, it for, was it was you had, you got it to, was a stealth check. It was a stealth check, and he got to add his intelligence modifier. Oh, I, I, I think I cut it out, but uh, because the moment itself was so just naturally perfect. Yeah, it but, was uh, really cool. Yeah, but like, yeah, no, you did it, and the sound effect was great. It was like bamboo stick. Oh. It was yeah. 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 cool. Did nice. I just get a thousand dollars? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, but in general, to answer this question, I love horror shit, and I don't think it's like actually a big deal but I understand that not everybody feels that way so I do try to like run it by the uh, the players and it's like you know we'll put warnings on episodes if they're gonna be like an yeah. issue I, also- I completely missed that it, that there was like a skin suit that I could put on I was that was not where my head was at at all oh yeah so but it didn't have to be either it's like yeah. it's there to in, play with in terms of something like upsetting us the players I, you know we've played together f- as improvisers for so many yeah. years there's like a real bedrock of trust mm-hmm. um and we all know, like, in D&D, like, you're going to encounter scary monsters. So yeah. I think we're all prepared. I think it would have to be it would have to be something pretty shocking well, yeah. it's also to, like, Chris... truly upset, like, for Branson the man to, like, upset one of us, Branson the his man. friends. Mm-hmm. Chris has said, I think, on a past uh, Rude Talks, is, like, we've all improvised together, and I'm a very aggressive and almost mean-spirited improviser. <laughs> like, I just am, and so I think like there's Bugs like Bunny with a gun. Yeah, that's yeah. what it was. It's like there's like almost a decade's worth of like yeah. shows they've all done with me, where it's like hey, no, we know it's but that fine. That was also the fun of improvising together was that we we weren't so precious about it. You know, like the uh, that's part of what drew me to like doing improv together was just like let's like fuck the rules. We're already playing a ridiculous game. Yeah. Let's just go for it. But I mean, I you know, if anyone's like listening and just like if you're doing your home games, it's like, you know, it's better to run shit by mm-hmm. your players and like not upset sure. each other. Absolutely. Um yeah, no, I think it's just be a good person. 
I had one other thing to say on that, which is just like uh, the show is already already takes place in so much like horror furniture mm-hmm. with like vampires and yeah. you know like sh- you know it takes place in this shadowy world and there's all of this like fun horror stuff. I think it makes mm-hmm. perfect sense that that's like that leads us into the assumption that there are also like real horrors in this world and it sort of I don't know um, fulfills the promise of the furniture of the world. I agree. Yeah. Uh, Still from Toya, uh, Carly, although Ah. Cordelia's hook in episode one turned out to be the inciting incident for the overall plot, Albie has since taken over the narrative thrust and is currently driving the story forward on her various quests and side quests. Anyway, my question is for everyone else. <laughs> Wait, really? If you're <laughs> wow, wow, I'll levels, levels to that. If you're char- if it, everyone else, if your characters had ended up, well, I don't know, ended up is a little strong there. But if your characters had ended up as the party's driving force instead of that nefarious go-getter Albiradon, what personal quests would they be dragging the party on, and how do you see them shaping the story? I think, like, stay tuned. Is gonna be my yeah. Everybody, my, yeah. yeah. Everybody yeah. gets a chance. We're, the show's not gonna end when they save Albie's parents or whatever. Yeah. We've we've released if ten. They. We released ten episodes or so so far, and we hope to release seven thousand. Exactly. And then we burst into flames. And then we burst into flames. Uh, and there'll be times where Albie's driving the story, and I think, and there'll be times where Stirfry's driving the story, and the times when Cordelia's driving the story, and um, so like. I don't want to. I don't want to talk about like where those things would go because that's like future spoilers. Spoiler. Yeah. Although Cordelia stuff. would go to the mall. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah. We have you to do a shopping trip. I don't buy that right? at all. All right. Question. Uh, final question from Toya. Uh, dear Tim. Okay. So far, the group has managed to forget Baby Peepus even existed. Left Junior to rot in jail after presumably. Oh, well, that's not true. That's not the way familiars work. Quick correction here. Yeah, no, Junior's familiars fine. can vanish and be summoned again by the. They didn't leave Junior. Cordelia still has Junior. <clears throat> And apparently, DeBonesby killed the baby Griffin and rejected Legion as a son. This makes Stir Fry the most capable parent to date. How does that make you feel? And how does that make Stir Fry feel? I'm going to take this question since I didn't get go to answer ahead. the last yeah. one. Good, good no, I'm, yeah. I'm kidding. Just go, go for it. Um, I, think, uh, I, I think it's fun to have. I think uh, Flip Cup is a fun accident that happened. And it's, a, it's fun for me to have my back pocket as like a, a thing to do every once in a while. It's fun that. It's sort of like also a, a pretty clean joke that Branson can jump in and do the voice. Um, it's like a, it's just sort of, it's fun. It's a fun little sidekick to have, you know. Um, for Stir Fry, I think he's like very uh, proud of being a parent. I also think like his brain is weird and doesn't really work <laughs> that very well. And this is like a, 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 and having a someone he's supposed to like help um, makes. Uh, Helps his brain be better. <laughs> so, sort of how I think. But this also, is like when people ask uh, John C. Riley about Steve Brule, and all he'll ever say is like, "What a fucked up guy." <laughs> <laughs> That's great. I mean, I sort of feel that way about about Stir Fry, and but also, I mean, not, I'm not going to spoil anything more. But I flip cup. He's a shared load. He's a shared load. You know. I mean, it's like fun for me that, that I'm sort of in control of when I can like. What are you doing? Load like cum. Yeah. Oh, come on! Oh, yeah. oh, oh, Stop saying cum. Stop saying cum. Stop saying cum. Can we? Can we actually? Can we actually be a little bit like mature for once? No! Never! Fuck you! 
Allie's burning <laughs> Tim with cigarettes. Um, yeah, I, I do think the group shares the load, but it's fun for me that I can sort of like spark it every once in a while. Do you know? Really He's a your little heels hot in on that load thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you said it again after we called it out. And really? Yeah. <laughs> we're heroes for it's not making more meal of it. Everyone agrees we're heroes. All right, next question <laughs> from Ryan Love or Gear Lost on the Discord. Hail! Hail! With the ticking clock of other elements in Cordelia happening away from our party. Kevin still exists, the assassin at the Delighted Wife, now possibly the witch hunter, Legion. How much does each character think about that, or are they more singularly focused on an immediate goal or threat? I mean, what I, I'll say is that I feel like we pretty much forget about everything when we're doing a new episode. <laughs> and they're just sort of fall because we're all we we get there, we like try to remember the emotional space we were our characters were in before, but then like Branton's about to do something new, so we're pretty present. We forget about there's a lot of stuff we forget about until the episodes come out. I when listening to this last episode at the very end when <laughs> DeBonesby tells Cordelia all the stuff that they dealt with up to that point, I was like, shit, I remembered all that. <laughs> like, yeah. Uh-huh. yeah, I keep telling you guys, you should be taking notes we, about what we happened. Take, we, we, are. Take, we take notes. We take notes, but I gotta say, it's like, I I gotta, I need a better system because I have things written down like, come dangle, and I'm like, I don't know what this means. That is spoilers. It's a completely context-free spoiler, but that is a spoiler. folks <laughs> 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 get excited. <laughs> And and I gotta say, stay alive for the next two months. <laughs> of, of all the spoilers to bring up, you bring up cum? That oh, might have been the first one man. that I wrote. Carly. That might have been my beginning of my note taking. I know. Episode I had 13. to start, I had to start taking notes. I had to start writing down like what I knew that Cordelia didn't know. Because oh it'd be stuff That's like that right. where it was like I wasn't in the mm-hmm. room, but, but I heard yeah. it, you know. I also wrote down the current year. So. so the answer, uh, Ryan, is they don't think about that shit at all. They're, they're, well, I think the characters don't acknowledge any of that. It's ca- I think it's character. Every character also has like their baseline thing. I feel like. Yeah, and all, but also like in story, y'all have not. You don't have much time to reflect. Yeah, no, yeah, that's, that's, true. Yeah, that's a big one. You know, you had like a couple of days in the delight of wife that happened off camera, uh, but other than that, it's just you know from I, frying pan to fire over and over again. And also, like I, we could stand around talking about that stuff, yeah. but there's always fun stuff happening. Yeah. Uh, all right. Two questions from Lila, also known as Jinkies on the Discord. Hail! Jinkies. If your character were to die, do you have any ideas for your next character? Let's start at uh, Albie and go around the circle. I, did we, we answer did, this question we did. Yeah, we did. Yeah. I think okay. we talked about the characters we were considering when we created. Before. Yeah. Well, let's oh, make okay. up new ones on the spot. New ones? Sure. Or what would you want to do? Uh, uh, it depends. Like, So... Albie dies and I'm devastated personally but then like is this someone that would join our party yeah I think I would play another member of her family I have like I have a, I have a sibling that I talked to you a little bit oh, about oh yeah you can die like 10 times and just come back as a new dawn right, right? Yeah. yeah but there's a sibling that I talked to you about a little bit yeah and I don't know if you have anything planned so I don't want to say anything but uh i would probably play as that character mm-hmm. which would be very 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 different from albie and that's it okay something popped into my head which was pegasus necromancer and those mm. are things that are in the book but i would <laughs> i would be like yeah, that's great that's very can we don't kill something? just because that's so a pegasus cool necromancer yeah Can't make it happen you're great <laughs> Uh, I would love to just play like uh, one of the dumbest monsters in the manual, like hmm. that ca- like can't even speak. What? Just like 
describing action and then slowly learning. Hmm. Taylor, you have to turn Taylor, on the microphone you, every time you Taylor, try to. We, right? we don't have to do that. I can just keep the bones be alive. I mean, Deal. he's dead. But <laughs> okay, great. <laughs> One of the characters I was considering when we were putting together the show was um, we, in the world of Cordelia. There's like a there's like a Roman Empire analog that had that fell like centuries ago. Um, and from the of, affair. From the affair, and one of the characters I pitched or was thinking about was a guy who got like Captain America frozen in like the golden <laughs> days of the Empire. Oh, that's rad! And then Whoa. woke that's up really good. and is just like totally a fish oh, out yeah. of water and Wait. like totally unequipped what? for this harsher world. Yes, I remember um, this character. He's like he would be like a um, like a fighter or a barbarian, Wasn't he big? but just like. Well, the thing would be that he would be like, I was the finest swordsman of my day, but like right. totally shit because it was he was living in like a they cushy, didn't have the technology, right? Well, Come they on. had the technology, but he was just yeah. like he never had. He was uh, um, uh, ceremonial, mm. you know, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so ornamental. I, yeah, ornamental. Exactly. So that I think that would be what I would play. Like um, the way the uh, the Trump sons hunt. Lions yes. or whatever. He would be. I would play Eric Trump in Cordelia. <laughs> oh, I'm My out, father. guys. <laughs> I'm out. <laughs> My Pegasus would be your Bucky. Aww. Yeah, I could have a fake arm and all that. That'd be great. That'd <laughs> Come be great. after you to try. Kill That's a you. lot of things. It's a Pegasus with a fake arm. That no, is and an eye patch. Three things. <laughs> More hats on that. Yeah. The winter. Pegasus. <laughs> um, I, I don't know what character I would do. I I think when I think about that stuff, I think about what voice I'd want to do. Um, and bring I th- back Gray's back. Well, I mean, I, I my, could. my first thought is to bring back the character we did in an old thing, whose voice was kind of like this, because that's fun for me to play with. Um, but I've already done that. And then the other voice I like to do is like is like a, a bro voice like that. Like doing that voice is fun, but we already have <laughs> we already have fellows, so. <laughs> I, I was trying to think of like a different go-to voice I'd want to do, and I think, I I think I'd want I think I'd want to do something like this. I don't know why. But that's just stir fry as Daffy Duck. Yeah, that's true. I mean, I, I I'm trying to think of like a those are sort of like, oh, stir fry and those two voices really are my go-to like character voices or like different shades of that. So I'd want to do a different you thing. Had a- Dangerous stuff. If another member of the party was like a bro for Bello, like yeah. they could just be insufferable. It just it, it, it wouldn't work. But you, you you would come up with something. You had the the character for the New Year's special that was really different. Yeah, that was a different hmm. voice too. That was like a John Wayne oh, thing. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that was really fun. I do think something. I mean, that's still sort of old voice. I don't know. I don't know. I I, I would want to find another voice, and I'm very, I'm very <laughs> interested in trying to do this type of thing. No, because stop it. Is it bad? Does that yeah. sound really bad? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I used to have a lisp. I used to have a lisp uh, and couldn't say my R's when I was a kid. So I've been interested recently in trying to do characters that speak how I used to speak. Hmm. But I don't know. I don't have any thoughts about that with the construction or character or race or anything that could be. We should play with pitch. Yeah, I'd want to, I'd want to be lower because Stir Fry is so high and annoying. <laughs> I love Stir Fry. I do too, but he's a little creep. <laughs> <laughs> I think jail was the right place for Stir Fry. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's bad that he left. I have yeah, a, you I have you a, sort of alighted over him uh, pacing around. He was actually having a great time. Yeah. You know? Wait, Branson, if you were going to do a player character in Cordelia. Yeah. Oh, God. Um, that's a good ass question. Yeah. Uh, I'd probably want to do. Um, I don't know. I like playing characters I hate. Uh, 
You know what I mean? It's like I, I start with the flaw. That's a way easier window into a character for me yeah. than like what I like about them. Mm-hmm. And then like, I get like you, were, you were that gambling addict in the New Year's episode. Yeah, yeah. which is that's just a my own flaw <laughs> playing with. But it's like if I if I start there. Then I can like when I when it surprises me what's cool about them like I am way more invested in them rather than if I start with like a like a cool character. Um, so I'd probably want to play maybe something like similar in vibe to not the voice would be a pain in the ass but like the Lindsingham twins. Yeah, like, I love something those guys. in that world. I like oh. playing like haughty prince characters. I thought you'd and, go more. Um uh, Pepsi, Pepsi. Oh, Pepsi. Yeah. Yeah, something like that would be fun. I mean, even just totally to play Pepsi would be a fun character to do. <laughs> Senator would be fun for one episode, and then you guys would want to kill me. <laughs> <laughs> Senator is the only character I would want to spin off of. I would love. Can we do like a improvised sitcom with Senator as the dad? It would need to be that we have one guest who shows up and says something, and then Senator talks over <laughs> them for an hour. Yeah. Wait, I will. I want this to happen. Yeah, I like it. Okay, all right. I feel like the pause is you telling me to have the question ready. Yeah. But I was looking at a different tab. All right, here we go. Uh, Stop watching. Beerus, Beerus <laughs> asks, hey, what the fuck? Be- come on, Beerus, come on. Beerus, That's a whoa. shitty question. Uh, Wait, wait, what level is Beerus? Beerus is a uh, bearer of the Black Rail. Cheers. Cheers. Beerus, you scamp. Hello. The question is, hey, what the fuck? What? Hello. Is that the oh, whole man. question? That's the whole question. I fuck you. Yes. Yeah, get the fuck out of here. All right, so, Jewel, <laughs> love you, Beerus. Beerus is a really good person. Uh, we love you. you. Yeah, yeah, no, this is very loving. Yeah, I like Beerus. Uh, you may have answered this. Oh, sorry, this question comes from Jules or your pretend friend on the Discord, Bear of the Black Grail. Cheers. Cheers. You may have answered this before, so feel free to skip it, but would y'all ever have guests on the episode or maybe Taylor playing a character? <laughs> Shout out to Fun City. Just wondering. Woo. Thanks for all you do. Here's the answer. 100% no, we will never have guests on our podcast. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> huh? We definitely don't want Taylor. Should I? <laughs> should I feel like... Should we, should we tell them? No. No. Okay. No. no. All right. No, but enjoy that. I mean, we definitely sort of just did, but like, no, <laughs> like nothing enjoy more. It. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, enjoy no, it. We didn't about, tell them anything. We didn't, didn't tell them anything. Yeah. They've got no idea. All right. This next Evil question. Longoria. The, <laughs> Evil Longoria. Evil <laughs> is coming. Uh, this next question is from Dan Grubb, or Dan is the best. Bear the Black Grail. Cheers. Yeah. Cheers. Oh, cheers. The, oh, this is a good question. All right. The, fan- the fandom for this podcast Aww. has been intense and immediate. So many diehards after a single episode. Was it surprising to you? And have you experienced fandom like it before? Thinking specifically of Gwynpool, but also plenty of other good stuff you folks have done. Uh, it w- I, w- it w- I was surprised. Yes. What? Yeah. So I mean, I knew, I knew it was good and I knew we had something cool, but I was surprised by what that fandom ended up looking like. I'm still surprised. Yeah, me too. And especially the fan art, that was something that I didn't that even think about. Oh boy, yeah. Yeah. And just like the, the amount episode and the quality. Episode one. Yeah, yeah. There's like, was, there was fan art yeah. after episode one, and the consistency of it and the quality of it has been really humbling and cool. I know this is not the question. We can come back to it. But there's a recent fan art where Cordelia's a big floof, and I it has yeah. changed oh, yeah. my entire like, <laughs> as idea. I, as I said her. to the artist, that's it's now how I'm choosing to picture <laughs> Cordelia. Yeah, yeah. I want to also give a, a shout-out to the fan art that is bad. 
Uh, oh. And I mean this sincerely. Like, I know not all of us can draw. Like, I have my own ceiling I'm always dealing with. But, like, when you draw something and it's, like, the you're not doing it because, like, you're a skilled artist. You're drawing something because you want to draw it. That shit is the coolest thing in the world. It, I yeah, love it, it so rolls. much. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I That's, agree. like, I, I, I have, like, no joke about it. It's just, like, mm. that is, like, what gets me excited about art. I think it's so cool. Yeah. yeah. I hope no one ever, th- like, ever thinks... Oh, I can or I shouldn't. Like, it's all so beautiful and it just, it really means a lot. It's so cool and unexpected. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I didn't expect it. Yeah, I didn't expect it at all. Yeah, I think I mean, it, it would be hubris to have expected the reaction yeah. that we got. I mean, I love us. I was like, we're yeah. going to have fucking fun. And hopefully if people listen to it, it's going to be as delightful as I assume it'll be. Yeah. My hope going into this was that we would have enough of a fan response to... Uh, justify continuing to do it and I'm really pleased with where we landed. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It, it's an odd thing because uh, obviously the show was built to have fans. Right. Like that's what we wanted. Sure. You know, I mean, this is... Thanks. What? I sneezed. Oh, bless you. Thanks. Um, the the show is... <laughs> the show was designed to be good and the show was designed to attract serial listeners who wanted to hear the next episode um we were all aiming to build something that engendered that but like i I can't i'm not gonna speak for the rest of the group but my career and creative past is almost nothing but failure after failure after failure so like hell yeah you're when you're old i'm almost i'm almost fucking 40 and like at this point and I know that Chris, you and I have talked about this. It's like you make the thing, you try to make it good, and you never, not for one second, expect that it will be a success. Yeah, I attract fans. I have yeah. had I have had hits and I have had duds, and I'm I'm comfortable with either. And uh, <laughs> it's like, yeah. This I, is my first. Oh, sorry. Oh no, go for it. I was just gonna say this is my first time working on something where I wasn't like behind the scenes or part of a much bigger machine, and it feels really nice to have something that I feel like. I'm like represents me, so that's really exciting too. Yeah, what were you gonna say, Brand? Uh, just that I, I mean, the other end of it that was like, you know, is like what Taylor was saying is like, I did think after we recorded the first episode, I was like, this is gonna be great, this is gonna be a big hit, but like, it's one thing to say that, and like, that's the same brain mm-hmm. that brought you thoughts such as like, I bet I could take <laughs> Alexander the Great in a fight. <laughs> I meant it. I like really did. I was like, if we grew up the same time with the same opportunities, I bet I could beat him. And like, so that brain, you know, was like, uh, this show is going to be incredible. But the same opportunities, mean, you'd both be princes of Macedonia. That's what I mean. Yeah. It's like, I mean, he had the world handed to him. If I had it handed to me, I'd do something cool with it. But yeah, Alexander the Great didn't have the world handed to him. He had the, that, a that, huge this army. This is the show. One of the most famous. Royalty. He was born into it. Into yeah, royalty, but he didn't. Okay, I, I'm not going to say when I made that, that army. Philip II created that army. I'm not saying he didn't do shit. I'm saying that he didn't. He had an easier time than like a peasant born at the same time as him. This is what's going to bring the show down. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, meeting uh, right now, but the uh, what, what I'm saying is like I also at the same time that thought was also like. It was like that was the shot, and then the chaser was like, "Yeah, but I've made a million things that I thought were great that yeah. just like died in a ditch." <laughs> I'll tell you what, though, after we recorded the Kevin episode, which at the time was episode six, we called it episode six. After Kevin, I remember driving home that night and being like, "This is gonna be people are gonna love this." I don't know if this is gonna be a hit, but whoever sticks with us for six yeah. episodes is going to like it. I I also I came from doing this. I had just done a podcast for a year at 
forever dog that was like canceled cover like because it wasn't getting the right listenership mm-hmm. and that was like really you know you know you do stuff and it fails all the time so coming into this felt very like okay well that thing okay another thing okay another thing so it was like the uh, the disparity between the reaction between those two projects felt really like okay cool <laughs> you know like <laughs> great <laughs> yeah. all right next question is from vladimir vvp uh, welcome bearer of the black grail cheers cheers, cheers. okay here's a good question uh, about the riddle the dying man asked his <laughs> son yeah what's up branson the answer is asshole right that's why the real door was beneath the turtle man that's a very <laughs> smart, uh, very very smart answer. Uh, but it's not. But but it's not the butthole. No, what but. was the answer to the riddle? It was it was time, wasn't it? What it was time. No, oh, it was a hot time. It was that the old man had lost his mind <laughs> <laughs> and had completely alienated his sons. <laughs> <laughs> he was describing nothing. There was like nothing adheres to that, uh, including an Rambles. asshole. Doesn't. <laughs> Branson, you should write like a little like bathroom book of riddles. We are, yeah. yeah. I, yeah. We, go, we, we I, I keep pitching this. We got to do a Rude Tales book of riddles. Yeah. yeah. Rude, yeah. Rude riddles. The first time I've heard you say that. Rude riddles of yeah. magic. Also, the He's first time I've heard you say that, and I love it. Riddles. I love riddles. that. Okay, I hear you. Riddles. I'll put it on the whiteboard. Riddles. Riddles where I fucking wash. She's Burning Terrible <laughs> uh, All right. Uh, here's a question from Daniel Sunshine. Cheers. 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 Hello. Has the group had the what happens if a character dies conversation yet? No. Do any of you have any characters? I, oh, we already did that oh, one. Daniel, I'm sorry. Someone just beat you to that question. We already answered that one. All right. Next question from Emma Rat Prince. Kachu, I don't know what sound rats make. <laughs> kachu, kachu. Wait, what's the Cheers, Bear the Black Cheers. 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 All right. Uh, Emma asked, for Taylor, how long does it take you to edit an episode and what <laughs> does the process look like? It seems like a lot of work goes into it. So if there was Taylor, a mutiny, I would support you. <laughs> Did you write this question, Taylor? Oh, I made Emma feel so bad about talking about the mutiny today. I'm sorry. <laughs> Emma, you're wonderful. And that's a great question that focuses on me and my story. Uh, oh, I don't know how to describe the process because that's a lot of like weird technical stuff that would take a long time. It takes, uh, I think the shortest episode edit was 13 hours and the longest, which at the time, at the, yeah, the longest was episode three, which took somewhere between 30 and 40 hours to edit. What? Um, I, I remember you having which a, one was a time that? with episode that one. Episode three, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, this, the reason this last ep- episode 10 came out at noon instead of early in the a.m. is because at 3 a.m. I discovered I had accidentally, accidentally deleted several tracks worth of sound effects and oh. unable to retrieve them, had to rebuild those oh. tracks. Uh, and it was all the Legion sound effects that I had oh. to rebuild. Oh. So that added, Oh, guys, Daddy. you almost got your wish. Oh. Tacked, a, tacked, a, tacked a hot nine hours on back onto that one. So you must um, love all those people saying like they would have rather heard the episode without it. <laughs> I, those people are less than human to me. <laughs> I would rather hang out with actual Legion. <laughs> um, the process is get all the audio, uh, run it through a bunch of filters to make it sound decent and take out noise and all that stuff. And then I go through and I do a pass where I label everything. I label scenes, story beats, where I want to put Foley, where I'm going to bring in music cues, take out music cues, scene edits, where I want ads to go, all the stuff I think that I can cut, stuff that must stay in. And then I go back 
back to the beginning again and begin the process of actually doing the editing. And now I've gotten to where I can do a lot of like story and dialogue editing simultaneously with laying in Foley and um, music and sound design. So that that has sped it up. Yeah, I'm much faster than it used to be, but episode three, I remember, took a solid like work week of, of getting that right. But that's okay because I, that, I, I was intentionally going really hard on that episode to force myself to aim high and to learn how to do it even if it sucked and I think you know now I can do it much faster because of that Taylor Uh, do you ever have like a blueprint for an episode in your mind after listening to the record session no I usually forget immediately after hearing the episode (laughs) except for episode 6 when I heard the Kevin episode the moment y'all finished recording I could see the entire episode in my mind like here the story beats here's how I'm gonna pace it here's where everything's gonna go we're cutting all that we're gonna save this and like Kevin I knew uh, because that was the first time we really hit those character beats and then it just sort of I could just see it all done already um so yeah, the cabin episode was was sort of like that. But no, I mostly just forget completely about them now, and then you know have to relearn everything about the episode later. Uh, all right, that's that. Oh, oh, oh no, no, we have more questions. Oh, uh, just for that one. Oh. Uh, so go, Emma. Emma, if you are an audio editor or designer and you want to more, talk more specific stuff, DM me. I am all yours. Uh, all right, here we go. Trevor mm. Utes or. The Stone Zone, bearer of the Black Grail. Cheers. Cheers! Hello. Chris, what was the name Legion a Castlevania Symphony of the Night reference? <laughs> Love that game. No, it's a biblical reference. Uh, whenever uh, uh, Jesus meets a, a man who's possessed, um, he asks the demon's name, and the reply is that the man is possessed by so many demons. They say, we are Legion. And then when Jesus casts the, the demons out, I believe he sends them into a bunch of pigs that jump yes, off a cliff. Does. That's correct. Yes, <laughs> yes that, is, that is absolutely Chris, right. Chris, don't you also get a check every time you reference an <laughs> FX series on the podcast? Is that correct? Yeah. You have a side deal? Uh, yeah, that's part of uh, it's part of one of my many deals with Marvel. <laughs> <laughs> you uh, you know, you uh, you co-create Gwenpool. You do a little podcast action for Legion on FX. Great, great. You, uh, yeah. Canceled series. And yeah, now yeah. to everyone. What's your favorite video game you've ever played? Mm. Mm. Uh, <laughs> I don't know, Zelda. Uh, Which one? Zelda. All of them. Ocarina of Time? Oh. Uh, actually, my favorite Zelda is Majora's Mask. Really? He yeah. likes all the, he likes all the creepy stuff. it's dark and spooky. The mask is wild, man. Yeah. Uh, I never really played much video games, but I did have a Game Boy and liked Pokemon a lot. I also yes. really liked uh, War- Wario Land 2. Mm. Yeah. Wario Land mm. series is great. Yeah. Wario, I dug great. that. I like I like that I like the um that rocket hat. Yeah. And you could really crash you could really crush a lot of rocks with that rocket hat on your head. Yeah. It was really easy to really go yeah. really fast. The new Shovel Knight expansion, uh King of Cards, is very uh Wario Land inspired. The, the mechanics of it's really fun. That's cool. Check it out. Okay. Great. <laughs> there was a laundromat in Florida that had the uh Simpsons arcade game. Mm. Oh. And my brother and I beat it one time and it was like uh, this is one of the coolest. I did not play a lot of video games, but that was one where I was like, "These are the best." <laughs> uh, so it's got to be that one. The X Men arcade game too. Uh, I oh, loved. Yeah. Really I loved good. that game. Multibene. When you get the when you get the cabinet with that allows for a full six players. Yeah, yeah. yeah. nothing better. Uh, two two screens in there. Two screens. Two, mm-hmm. two screens. In there. It's actually a screen and a mirror. 
Oh. There's like a, it's a complicated thing that That's they rarely did in other arcade games. Wow. Okay. Did um, you know Duck Hunt was a camera? Does everybody yeah. know that? Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. you know that. The gun. The gun's just a camera. The gun, the gun just took a picture of your TV, and if it saw a duck, it meant like you got Holy it. Holy shit. Oh, really? Yeah. That's cool. I didn't know that. Yeah. That's amazing. I feel like <laughs> that explains why standing right against the TV didn't actually make it any better. Correct. Probably darker. Yeah, I was probably like, what are you? Oh. Um, I think, actually, Castlevania Symphony of the Night is one of my all-time favorite video games, but I think it's probably a toss-up between that and like Final Fantasy VII. Mm. Um, and Pokemon. I also love Pokemon. I play a lot of video games. It would be impossible to choose one. Jesus I'll Christ. just run through a quick list a of jock. 40. Um, uh, Alphabetize them. Alphabetize them? Yeah. Uh, okay, starting at uh, Z, The Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild. Okay. Um, Didn't uh, realize that that's how things got <laughs> alphabetized. Huh? What? I'm dumb. By their middle um, Zelda comma Legend <laughs> of. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> uh, Super Mario RPG Legend of the Seven Stars All right, we're done. Uh, The Sid Meier Civilization Series Okay that was sure. great um, This is great uh, 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 Super Smash Brothers for the Nintendo 64 mm-hmm. uh, Yeah classic um, You're really stuck yeah. on the essence uh, yeah. uh, Listeners Sims- love lists with no uh, insider commentary <laughs> uh, I will say that I really enjoyed watching um, The Witcher Because it's pretty Uh but I never played it because I never figured out a controller. And then I also had a Tamagotchi when I was a kid. I think that's the closest I came. Mm. Aww. Wow. Mm. Uh, I, I have a problem, which is I, I, I get got by video games real bad. You get yeah. sucked in. Oh, I get, yeah. I get, I, I like it has hurt my life sometimes. So I have to be very careful now as an adult with the games I play. Don't play like, Animal Crossing. Uh, that's not a concern for me, but I. Uh, so it's like if it was just by the the brain power that I have put into a video game, Call of Duty. I got hooked so bad on like Call of Duty Two multiplayer. My roommate had to have a talk with me. Whoa! Uh, I, I can't. It's just. It's like a drug. I just. My brain yeah. can't. I can't say no to the addiction. Fallout Three. Like I lost relationships because I was busy collecting bottle caps in the fucking wasteland for so long. But uh, I think the video games that have that I have played and been like, holy shit, that was a wonderful moment. Was Braid? Braid rules. Oh, Braid's uh, incredible. Journey is amazing. Uh, uh, I Red Dead Redemption. Oh god, uh, I loved so much. When specifically you when crossing you, to Mexico. Yes. Yes. Yep. That moment is so incredible. Amazing. So like, amazing. Yeah, love crossing into Mexico. Red Dead. You can do uh, that in real life. Yeah, but it's not, not, on not a as cool. And the song is playing. <laughs> not as cool. All right. What you was? Can, <laughs> you can definitely be there on a horse with a certain song playing. I didn't realize you weren't starting over. I don't know if you over. understand how borders work, Allie. <laughs> you but can show up on a horse. We're building a wall. In Red Dead. Oh, no. oh. In Red Dead, I didn't realize you weren't starting over every time you died. So at a certain point, I was just like, I keep dying a lot. And I didn't realize my bounty was going up. And so I stole a train and went to New Orleans. <laughs> and like the whole city of New Orleans just like tackled me at once. Yeah. <laughs> I had to put the game away. That's really fun. <laughs> uh, all right. Is that everybody? Yeah. yeah. Great. Uh, Steve Reichelheimer Reichle- or Steve <laughs> on the Discord. Cheers. 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 Hello. Question for the whole cast castle. 
before you landed on the characters we've all come to love, what were some scrap character? Uh, I think we've already done we this, one, Steve. Yeah. Yeah. A couple times. Well, yeah, checked previous episodes for characters that didn't make it to the cut. Uh, I, I, I I admire you for not listening to the show we, sequentially. We should write up maybe a Patreon post on yeah. our on an our FAQ. Yeah, on our well, not an FAQ, but I think it'd be an interesting post to write up like a little like the cast that could have been. Mm. Yeah, like with oh, uh, with our party rejects. Well, yeah. how about we just jump? Sorry about that, Steve. Uh, we'll talk to you next next episode. Uh, uh, here we go. Here's a question from Scumboy. Cheers. <laughs> Cheers. Yeah. That's a fun name. A, yeah, I like it. Uh, a question for Joe. <gasps> when so. you ask random NPCs, and what's your name? Is it because Bello is genuinely curious? Scumboy, come on. Or because you want to force Branson to think up a name on the spot? Uh... The latter 140. <laughs> percent yeah, I mean, yeah, I think Bello is a dumb, open-hearted character, so it's it. There is like a character justification. The thinnest veneer. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but yes, I mean, my whole my whole reason for being is uh, putting Branson on the spot. Yeah. You, just find, you just want to find out who the next person named like Crimstifer is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. I'm gonna use that. That's really uh, Crim- Charles. Like, yeah, like Crimstifer Bucket. <laughs> <laughs> like it's really <laughs> you can make an app for this uh, but there's a reason why I wanted to write a book with you <laughs> oh yeah follow up for Branson has oh. Joe ever caught you flat footed with a character name request and hey, then, you can hear it on the show all the time have you come up with a favorite name through one of those oh uh, god um, I'm trying to remember because typically is the, the thing of like on the hierarchy of like NPCs who matter like if I bring you an NPC with a name <laughs> that NPC matters if I bring you an NPC without a name and you ask we're gonna for the make name. it matter yeah <laughs> it's that what's that post about the like it's like you see two strangers in a bar one the DM has clearly worked on it and another is like a goblin named oh, like Shitty yeah, Steve yeah, yeah, or something yeah, yeah, yeah. it's like <laughs> Yeah. I, yeah. I will Shitty Steve that, sounds cool. I will also say that like I like I wouldn't do it if I didn't think of Branson as an amazing improviser yeah. Yeah. and and Ooh. didn't know that it was like a way to to like <laughs> get gold. Yeah. Like I do it because putting Branson on the spot and and having him surprise himself is like I think great. For oh, everyone, he, I think it's great for, to listen to. I think thanks, he does man. a great job with it. I think so, you're a great improviser. Oh, the, uh, I, I do have an answer to the question of a favorite one. It's when you asked uh, a little one, the old turtle, what his wife's name was, and he just said, "Shut up." <laughs> <laughs> I could. There was like a, a switch in my brain, was just like off. <laughs> I deserve that. I, I think my favorite Bello question, just the the read on it, is so funny to me. Is who are you making love with? <laughs> that's what he asked. That's what he asked. The twins who were obviously fucking each other. <laughs> but he asked it with such sincerity, and he says, "Making love." <laughs> There's another one in that episode he has that's really good, where they say that uh, exsanguinated, and he doesn't know what it means. So they explain that it's all of the blood has been removed, <laughs> and he says, that. "But you need that." <laughs> it reminds me of the itchy and scratchy when he like his heart is removed, and then he yes. reads the newspaper headline that says, "You need a heart to live." <laughs> 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 was that a tiefling joke where you'd be like oh do you humans need blood to live or is he so stupid he doesn't know what blood is he didn't know he didn't know what insanguinated I think yeah. it, to me it felt like he was like blood I know that like 
that's the thing that if you lose it, you die. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Oh, yes. Yes. Exactly. Oh, I see. Yeah, we got it's a funny show, you know. Meanwhile, it came around. It's their straight in its bubbling abyss. The vapors form figures both strange and tragic, rude tales of magic. Our demonic tales are as pure as chapped lips, they taste like they're steaming cement. Rude, I say rude, are the stories you'll hear. They'll please only those pleased by piss-smelling scents. Gather round the corpse of a friend. Drip potion upon their rear end. From forth their dead cheeks flood out fables, fantastic, rude tales of magic. I'm a goblin. <laughs>